and everybody, my name is Mike Cisneros. We'd like to welcome you to the voice of Cincy Craft, Cincy Brewcast. And uh, we'd like to welcome everybody, especially that's uh, dialed us up on Periscope live worldwide tonight. Uh, coming to you from Cincinnati, Ohio, USA, the Mount Carmel neighborhood uh, for uh, specific purposes. And I'd like to welcome our regular panel of uh Beer experts tonight. Beer experts. Uh, first of all, the man. Use that term loosely. First of all, drunks. The, the man. <laughs> the man who is synonymous with anonymous. The gnarly gnome. No, good evening. Fantastic to be back. Thank you. And our birthday girl. Hey. And our colleague. She was 26 years old today. True. Tina Cisneros. Tina, welcome back. Ahoy, ahoy. And. Yay! <laughs> Some light applause my for birthday. the birthday girl. So uh, uh, everybody had an, a very exciting weekend. Uh, Gnome was a was the main man over at the Jungle Gyms Beer Fest, which took place Saturday and uh, Saturday and Sunday. I, I, you did uh, just you did just Saturday. Did just Friday. Just Friday. Friday, Friday, Friday and Saturday. Yeah. So you just did Friday, and then uh, Tina, you uh, kind of rolled the. Uh, on Saturday, and then you were at Kings Island today. Yeah. The first time, shoot, it's probably the first time since you were about five years old that you've been to Kings Island. First time since, um, like, freshman year of college, so (laughs) not quite five years old, but. (laughs) Well, all right. Well, we've got a lot to talk about, a lot of new business, some very, very exciting news from a brewery that we have been covering very closely here on the Brewcast. That's that's a teaser, folks, and, and we'll tell you all about it. Uh, in just a little while, lots of different stuff going on all over the city, and uh, and a big weekend last weekend. Uh, but first of all, as always and as usual, we have to go into, we have to find out what's going to come from the beer the fridge. The beer fridge. Mmm, delicious. So what's in it? What are we starting with? Well, we can start with the, what happened to the thing? Where's our thing? Our thing. Am I supposed to play that? Oh, that's, that's my fault. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. Anyway, that's our new, that's our beer fridge uh, little liner. I'll play it again just for fun. From the, Whoa. From the beer fridge. And for anybody that's on Periscope, um, if we're hard to hear or if anything isn't coming through, please comment and let us know so that we can uh, we can fix it. God first, bless. First of all, check 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 the volume on your unit. <laughs> he said unit. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. The first thing that we have up, ooh man, that's filled right to the top too. So I'm going to lightly cap it and hand it back to Tina. This is from Blank Slate. I was over at Blank Slate Friday night. They have Rising Up back on tap, which is really excellent. Mm. I really like that. Uh, and this is the Blank Slate Smash, which stands for Single Malt, Single Hop, and uh, Single Malt and Single Hop. Uh, so S M A S H Pilsner Mosaic Kolsch. And uh, so it's got the Pilsner Malt and the Mosaic Hop. Uh, and <clears throat> I did some fairly extensive uh, sort of research on it. Uh, Does that mean you drank a bunch? No. <laughs> no, no, no. In fact, in fact, when I went to uh, 
when I went over there Friday night, I wouldn't even try it. People were trying to get me to try it, and I would not try it uh, because I wanted to make sure that I was drinking it uh, for the first time on the show. And I'll, I'll be real honest with you guys. I'm, I'm not a huge fan of Kolsch. Uh, I've had a couple from around town that I'm not a big fan of, uh, but the idea that it was Pilsen malt and the uh, mosaic hop really intrigued me. All right. Oh, I'm closing. Oh, pa- this you, is you didn't ridiculous. pass it on. Oh, take right. one down, pass it around. Uh, so, to you and um, anybody that's listening on Periscope, please uh, chime in. Let us know what you're drinking too, as we are um, sampling what's in our beer oh, fridge. Oh man! <laughs> First of all, it's Rheinheitsgebot Pure. Uh, I, I was reading the little table tent they had. Ooh, that's good. It is really fantastic. Uh, only malt, yeast, hops, and water, which I think is kind of a rarity for Blank Slate, given their you know, for reputation most, for experimentation. And for most and, craft breweries, I'd yeah, say. Yeah, I mean, they, they like to try a lot of various different stuff. So, And another thing, that obviously it's a lager. It's German lager. And that's another kind of departure for Blank Slate, because they've had some, I guess, production issues. No, you know. It, is it a lager or is it a Kolsch? Because isn't a Kolsch... A Kolsch is an ale. Is an uh, ale with uh, lager uh, yeast. Well, How do you it, define But it that? is lagered. It's lagered. It's, it's put through the lagering process. As I found out when I went to GermanBeerInstitute.com to uh, kind of study a little bit more of the style. Um, it's, 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 and it's, I'm telling you, I don't usually bring this inf- much information to bear, but I do have this much information. I really like it. This is it's, really good. It's fantastic. What do you think? Because you're I, not a big... Uh, um, yeah, I'm not a huge fan of the, the style necessarily, but I like it. It's got a really nice nose on it, um, a really delicious smell. Um, it is... It's real fruity. And well, yeah. 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 And, and, and so what I'm going to go... I mean, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that they have brewed a very classic... Kolsch, because according to GermanBeerInstitute.com, uh, hallmarks of the classic German style include pale straw yellow color, check. Check. Uh, marked effervescence, check. Uh, subdued malt and hop flavors, but an ale-like fruitiness, check. Check. Uh, no strong flavors to mask any mistakes. And, I mean, I think they've hit it out of the park. That's, with this that's, yeah, thing. I will say, as far as Kolsch's go, um, it's probably my favorite one that I've had so far. I almost say it's because it's not, you know, the, those those hops are so in your face on. I don't think I've ever had a Kolsch like that. And, I, you know, it comes off more as a um, kind of like a, not really an IPL, but, you know. The, the, ha- the hops are supposed to take a bit of a background in the classic uh, Kolsch style. Uh, it, I, it wouldn't be blank slate got, if you want classic. It's, well, yeah, and it's got a nice hoppiness to it, but it's not like in your face hoppiness. I wouldn't call it, I mean. I don't know. I think that the hops are definitely there, but I don't think that it's um, as pronounced as maybe well, you do. Again, yeah. according to the table tent that I uh, read, <laughs> the um, the beer was developed by um, uh, uh, with a lot of input from the from the um, assistant brewer um, Colin. Uh, Colin Ryan. I think on his little um, his little whiteboard there on the, um, the side of the cooler, I think it was listed as Colin's 
something logger, I think, right, originally. Right, right, right. And uh, I was able to find him on Facebook and reach out to him today and ask, just ask him if there was anything that we should know uh, kind of about the beer. And uh, his reply to me, or Blank Slate's reply anyway, was uh, the idea was to showcase the mosaic hop in a style other than pale ale or IPA. We purposely kept the bittering units fairly low, but used a lot of late additions in order to enhance, to enhance the hop flavor and aroma we decided to do a kolsch it is a very simple base beer and a great warm weather drinker hope that helps and we'd like to thank uh scott and colin both at uh, blank slate for getting back to us on that today and yes it is it's it's prized throughout the year drunk year round in in cologne uh as their local beer right. uh but it's especially prized in the summertime for its clean crisp flavor its drinkability uh, the ability to drink cold you know they only um they serve it generally in a uh, about a two inch around by six inch tall. They call them a, a stains or stange, yeah, Sange. something like that, yeah, uh, which which translates to rod or cylinder or something like that. So We've already talked um, about units and rods in the same show. What yes, we have. Is well, going we didn't. What? what is going on with that? Yeah, the rods and the units. <laughs> it's your birthday. <laughs> we do whatever. It's not the birthday present I want. Uh, <laughs> So anyway, uh, for more information on the uh, Kolsch beer style and all the German beer styles, it was real nice to visit uh, GermanBeerInstitute.com. And you can also visit uh, BlankSlateBeer.com uh, for uh, more information about Blank Slate Brewing. And again, just a fantastic, I think a fantastic beer and another great summer drinker. That's another one of the things that I've been trying to do with my selections over the last few weeks is come up with, with summer drinkers that people can go and grab a growler or whatever and polish it off by the pool after the lawn mowing session uh you know you know a couple before the reds game so uh so there you go there's another one it is the smash pilsner mosaic kolsch from blank slate well if you want to stick with the uh the summer theme we can go into our uh, our homebrew stash if I can get it open here he is attempting to open open a beer with his the hat. bottle with his pleplius hat Attempting and succeeding. Yes, he did. <laughs> this now, is um, this is the gnome brew. Ah, a gnome, a gnome brew. brew. Now, now you. So you made this. Me and my wife made this, and it's. I am not a home brew, and I do not claim to be. We just like to every once in a while brew something. This is supposed to be a Bavarian wheat beer. It's a little dark for what it's supposed to be, but that's because we're still extract brewers and. But it's got. We're not very but good. But it's got the. Uh, it's got the <laughs> banana. Good. It tastes good though. Uh, it's got the characteristic banana ester. Thanks for all the hearts, everybody. I don't really know Periscope very well, but I think that's good for but, some kind of ranking. Those are likes, I think, and then. Yeah, I don't really understand big, it. Uh, but thank you anyway. So this is um, called Morning Magic. What's mm. But it's very nice. It's our, it's our summer beer. It smells very good. Tastes very wheaty. Wheaty? A little bit fruity. fruity. Uh, 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 Bubblegum flavor. And gummy. Good. A little orange. It's also not as cold yeah. as I like it. A little tangerine or some sort of sweet citrus. What's so fun to me about these bottle-conditioned beers is to watch kind of how they change and to find that sweet spot on them, to drink them. It's kind of, every time we open a bottle, it's something a little bit different. 
So this is now. Are uh, do you have the? Uh, we'd like to introduce. She's not going to talk on on our uh, on the microphone, but uh, I'd like to introduce uh, another daughter of mine. If she Angie, yells, everybody can hear. Angie Cisneros, who's doing our social media tonight. Uh, and do you have the Cincy Brewcast uh, untapped feed? Okay, I think you. I think it's on this one. Uh, you can go ahead and use it. So make sure you you uh, untap what we. And Morning Magic is up there. I believe it's under gnarly gnome brewery or something like that. Wonderful, that's awesome. Good job. So sorry you guys can't try that one, but yeah, yeah. And we, we can feel, always we feel really bad about it. We can always stick with that same theme and go with our other homebrew before we wrap it up with uh, commercial beer. Sure, let's yeah, do it. Let's do it. This is a uh, a gift from um, Adam from Blue Ash Shell. Uh, who you can follow on Twitter at uh, BAS Beer Man. And uh, he's got a, um, he's got a, from what I understand, an outstanding selection over at the Blue Ash Shell. Is that the one on uh, the corner of, uh, of uh, Pfeiffer and, uh, and, and Kenwood? Kenwood. Yes, yeah, it okay. is. It's um Not only do they have a great beer selection, they have a fantastic, um, like, frozen yogurt machine uh-huh. line wow. up there too this is his oh, um it's, it's spilling it's written on the side the name uh, of the beer it's spilling okay it says on the side i can't really i cannot read it big <laughs> it wears off a little bit um two two pug two pug ale from um mm. big 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 let me see turn it towards me uh, big slam brewing. Big that's what slam it was. brewing. Big slam I, and I think I remember it. We, we uh, he replied to us when we asked about what your brewery name would be and asked and ans- answered a few weeks ago. And I do believe that I recall that he offered that name as as his as his name as his uh, brewery. Big name. Slam. We got a uh, big notice from Two Pugs. Two Pugs Ale. Now he did tell me that they've gotten some notes on it already. And said that um, it's not as happy as they wanted it to be, um, but they've corrected that in the future batches. So, um, I'm receiving word that it's good. I haven't tried bl- it yet. Black Black IPA. Black IPA. Mm. But almost is almost it's is coming really off crisp. like a porter. I mean, really is almost coming off like a porter or a stout. It's got a lot well, of roast. Your uncle. It's got a lot of roast. My uncle. Uh, Somebody else's uncle. Oh, <laughs> I guess it could, could be your uncle too. This is fantastic. This tell is your, awesome. Tell your uncle it's fantastic, unless I see him first. That's wonderful. It um it does it comes off as a um almost like a uh, more of like an English porter something that's a little more drinkable, not those big giant yeah that you yeah that's from. what I like about it the drinkability it's really mm-hmm. it's really smooth it goes down Man, pretty this easy. Is, this is uh, um. Could be dangerous in the will, <laughs> in the wrong hands. Yeah, he didn't tell me um, ABV or anything on it, so I'm curious about that. But um, yeah, we'll definitely drink it as it warms up. You know, there's more there's more talent out there that than you can possibly imagine. I mean, I think it's pretty rumor amazing. is it's eight percent. I eight percent. I mean, this is really this is really and yours too. No, I mean it's it's they're both very very good. I mean, I never when I home brewed back in the olden days, I never brewed anything this good. Nothing. I mean, it oh, tasted I mean, horrible. Uh, you can you can taste ours, it, and it's it, it was horrible. So 
Yeah, definitely some good homebrew selections there. And he said he's got five fermenters in secondary right now of different beers, so we may have to go up and hit him up for some more beer at some point. Excellent. Excellent. Well, I mean, I think this. I think this gift alone deserves an invite to the show to be our fourth one of these nights. We can uh, sit down and talk with him and really get an idea of what he's into and what his. Well, his first beer is rumored to taste like shit. So. Our, all of our first beers taste like shit. Did we get did we get that from uh, Periscope? Yeah. Okay. We right. um, if anybody got the chance to listen to the Listerman show, if not, pull pull it up. We um, had a long talk about Dan and about how he started with his brewing career, and he made it pretty clear that when he started brewing, <laughs> it was in a trash can and tasted pretty bad. So, and he used Fleischmann's bread yeast. Yes, yeah. Fleischmann's bread yeah. yeast. That's right. All right, so what we have so here next um, is we're just rounding out, finishing up with um, a 50 West Rainbow Road Session IPA um, purchased at Jungle Gyms in Eastgate. Got it from the Growler Station and um, $9 for a fill. Here we go. I've had this in the past. It's really terrific. Um, it's yet another of the great summer session ales right. that we've been kind of featuring here on the Brewcast over the last several weeks. You know, this drops right in the line with this Kolsch. It drops in the line with Push Reel. It 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 it, it jumps in the line the with Puma. the with the Puma and with their own uh, with their own Pilsner over at Fifty West, the Pennies. That was the other um, Fifty West offering yeah. on it. Uh, the City Flea, which I enjoyed at the Taft uh, Ale House, Taft's Ale House uh, last week. Uh, so, um, uh, again, the, the 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 width and breadth of Cincinnati craft brewing really is continuing, continuing, and continuing, and, and more and more blowing me away cool. with just their range and their talent and the. <clears throat> Beers like these summer beers are, are so fun to me because, you know, it was for so long, it, uh, everybody was trying to make a bigger IPA and trying to make, you know, something that just blew everybody's socks off with some kind of IBUs or ABV or something like that. And it's like, this shows that you don't have to do that mm-hmm. to make really, really good beers. And I, I appreciate starting to see that from, um, from from Cincinnati, you know. Well, and it's well, definitely that's, fun that's to worth watch about. as breweries grow as well, because you're going to have to start coming up with stuff more than just your IPA and your blonde and your whatever. So um, when when you get a really nice session IPA, it's it's good to see that you know they can kind of um, expand outside of that original. Because like I said, when breweries first open, you get maybe four four ish beers on, and they're all pretty standard um, and approachable. So watching a brewery like 50 west which is sort of i think at this point one of the older breweries um <laughs> they see you know the funny thing funny about 50 west is is that they're like a they're like a um you know they're like a rookie in the national hockey league or something like that they seem like they've been around forever mm-hmm. but they've only been around for like two and a half years so um uh, but, but i seem think in the like grand, well i mean forever. in the grand scheme of things that is old i mean that is well, and it has look, been a while. To, to build on what Gnome said, <clears throat> another 70 IBU, you know, 8.5% alcohol by volume 
West Coast IPA now in the craft beer movement overall, uh, and, and certainly here in Cincinnati, it's just preaching to the choir. They have to get some idea that they want to make lighter beers, more approachable beers, beers, because they've got into it as a business. And they've really, really got to start appealing to a wider range of beer drinkers. And I think that's what so many of these, these beers are doing these days, these, especially these light. And, of course, they're perfect for summer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good stuff. All around. We've got nothing but, you know, heat. It's hot in the studio tonight. It is hot in the studio tonight. Everywhere. I don't know if we paid the bill or not, but... (laughs) (laughs) It's hot, yeah. All right. So that, my friends, is from the beer fridge. Angie is... From the beer fridge. (laughs) (laughs) Not at that time. (laughs) Angie is uh, working on the uh, the Cincy Brewcast... user on the untapped app uh she's also been doing some live tweeting and some other things so make sure you follow us uh at cincy brewcast on twitter and of course our uh untapped uh user is cincy brewcast and i'm i'm monitoring the uh the periscopes if anybody has any questions just shout them out and i'll uh i'll try to get to everybody This Week in Beer. Wow, we've got, uh, we've got some stuff for This Week in Beer, don't we? I, I think we do. Um, you, you have to, uh, we have to mention the, the not as exciting stuff first, you know, the, the, some of the beers that are out there right now. Um, is there anything anybody else has noticed that I might have missed while I try to find it here on my phone? Um, I was at Taft's on Thursday and had Louisa. How was it? It was so delicious. If you don't like sours, you won't like it. Just straight <laughs> up. Like, it is sour, sour, sour. Um, almost, I thought, maybe a little bit too sour for me, which is weird because I love sours. I eat them up. Um, but just really, really, really tart, but really delicious. Really big flavor. Um, beautiful color. Just I, I, I was able, I mean, yeah, they were really sour, but I was able to drink two of them back to back. So, <laughs> And I think I saw they, um, have, they have two more coming this week, too. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the seventh inning stretch, American Pale Ale, and um, Lotus, which is a uh, collaboration. And it's um, like a fruity, raspberry, blackberry, apple kind of beer. So. Yeah, that sounds good. Um, and, some interesting stuff. And um, as I mentioned, uh, I was at uh, Taft's on uh, last Tuesday night. Uh, went two places last Tuesday night. Uh, let me work backwards. I was at Taft's. Uh, and ha- have you, did you guys eat, have either of you guys experienced the Nellie's Tap Room? Yes. Downstairs. Downstairs. Yes. Nice little space. It's a mm-hmm. lot different vibe, a lot more relaxed, quiet than the big beer, the fest hall upstairs. I love that there's um, that door off of the street, too. So you can yes. just kind of wander in yes. and not. Face right. that huge crowd go in and then have to come back downstairs again, uh, which we did. But it was packed for Tuesday night. It was unbelievably packed, and I got to eat there sometime. And it was, oh, you man. know, oh, it's so good that try to uh, yeah uh, get the uh, alehouse sandwich. We did not eat there, uh, but uh, and then we I enjoyed as I mentioned earlier. We I enjoyed the city flea. I had a gavel banger on point. City flea, great summer session ale. Uh, so. Terrific. And we had come from Urban Artifact, 
where we went over to try the Key Punch, the their new Key Lime Goza. And uh, as I wrote in my uh, untapped review, uh, I feel like the Harrow is a perfect uh, canvas for them to paint with different flavors. Uh, so I had the Key Punch. I thought the Key Lime flavor came through very well. It was, it was delicious beer. Um, I don't think overly sour, tart enough, uh, certainly tart enough to keep you interested. Uh, the one I was a little bit more disappointed with, and the name escapes me, was the uh, Tequila Stave uh, Goza, um, aged in Tequila Stave cab- cab- Caballero, Caballito, Caballito. That's what that was. What it was. That's what it's called. Um, they did say that they have the axle coming back on too, which is exciting. That's there was never, there was not a lot of tequila. I was looking for something. I was looking for an agave flavor, uh, you know, kind of that right. that real earthy taste that tequila has, and it just n- never really got there for me. So um, uh, that one was a little bit less um, exciting. But the key punch I thought was very good. Uh, did not get a chance to try the uh, rye. Um, that was clothesline. The, the clothesline. Uh, I was going to bring a growler of it for the program. Forgot my growler, and they were out of them. So, <laughs> so. it. Um, I got a chance to try it at Jungle Jim's Beer Fest this weekend. They had that one on tap, and um, it was really good. But I, you know, when I at any point now, when I when I'm going to Urban Artifact, when I'm walking up to them on at a beer fest, I want something real tart now. Like I am, um, and that one's kind of one of their 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 more. Um, I guess wild beers versus uh, their tart yeah, ones, right? Um, which they need that on tap, but it it, um, it left me wanting something that made my lips pucker a little bit more. And then, um, any word on the any word on the maze? Are they just having so much trouble with that? I haven't that- talked to them about it again. Um, I'm not sure. I um, I guess I should reach out to them and see what's going on with it. Um, I don't know if anybody checked on Twitter today. Um, Mad Tree tweeted out. I did see the that. Uh, rounding third. Is coming in cans on Thursday. What? Just, just kind of surprise, <laughs> surprise us all with it. Our, our mad tree aficionado over here is left uh, with her uh, teeth in her mouth on that it one. I guess caught all of this off guard. I think. Well, and um, some n- big news from Mad Tree coming on a more personal level. Owner Kenny McNutt proposed to his girlfriend yeah, um, Abby yeah, Mustard this weekend, that. so that's really exciting and fun for the yeah. Mad Tree family. We're all looking forward yeah. to um, having them be. A beautiful little married couple. So, <laughs> um, there's also um, we've got um, cellar dwellers got a new one coming out. Can I get a witness? Which I know nothing about. Um, I bet it's a wit. <laughs> that would make sense. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Ryan Geist has Spike coming back out with a new recipe. Now, which one is the Spike? Um, because the, the spike let is the hoppy wheat. I think spike is also a hoppy wheat. Okay. Just, um, there is a triple whiskey barrel aged fryer bacon double smoked bock coming out at Listerman. Yeah, wow. it's, well, there they go again with that. With that. Dan's yeah. stamp all over that one. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. I did go to Listerman this weekend. Um, on Saturday for the seventh anniversary shindig. Um, and that was a lot of fun. I got to try Pappy Chacao. Ooh. I so, got to try um, Cortex, which is an imperial yes. coffee stout, which 
um, I guess was one of the more original it's, triple digit beers. It's cranium before it gets the 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 bourbon barrel. Okay, it's, it's just a the like base a, a coffee for, style. Yeah, yeah, the base for cranium. Well, it was really really good. Um, there was some barrel aged shamrock shake. Um, I love that shamrock shake. So good, so good. So this um, isn't this isn't really this week in beer, but did we see the um, the Volksfest news? There is no longer going to be a penguin at Volksfest. Damn it, really? Why are they playing with our hearts like that? It's not their fault. There was another local beer blogger that posted a video on from YouTube of some drunken penguin activities, and I think it got everybody a little spooked. <laughs> it's, this that it's, cannot it's, be real. It's it's heartbreaking. No, it's a hundred. That's real. Hundred percent. So they're worried that the penguins are going to get drunk. No, the penguin is going to get drunk. They're worried that people are going to be irresponsible, which to me is crazy because the penguin is going to be there at noon. I like to think that as as irresponsible as we all are, it's you know. We're I was going to say I've, I, that, I've been to some uh, Listerman's festivals, and let me tell you, it does not take very long <laughs> to get irresponsible. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I'm a little disappointed um, by that. T- um, um, we're going to save the best for last, so I'm going to ask you about uh, JJ Beer Fest. As usual, it was a great event man it's have you ever been i have not it is amazing and it's it gets better and better every year it was um over 100 breweries 400 some odd beers i I saw the i saw the tap list it was pretty pretty damned impressive uh, and they offered um an early admission this year which was nice because it was you had some elbow room you know Uh which which when it gets crowded it can get a little uh, hectic in there um your favorite Oh, you know me. I'm not going to pick a favorite. <laughs> I Come can't, on, that's no. not fair. I can tell you the biggest line that I saw was a, um, uh, what do they call it? The Jungle Juice um, uh, Fat Heads. What is their uh, oh, the, uh, Jungle Juice? Um, I drank some of it over the weekend. I didn't Somebody catch, help me out on Periscope. I had it at uh, Liberty's. I didn't catch what it was, what kind of beer it was, but it tasted almost like a Rattler. Um, it was a little grapefruity. It, um, it was, I I don't know off the top of my head. Um, I cannot remember off the top of my head either. But it was oh, it was amazing. Yeah. Um, it's on my Untapped. If anybody wants to scroll through uh-huh. my my that was that, and that was the check-in. longest line. That was probably what I would say is the most most popular one. Uh-huh. I definitely went back a couple times for that one. Okay, I'm not going to pick a favorite. It was nice seeing um, Braxton there. Not for the even first time. not even from a. Out of town? No, not gonna pick a favorite. No. I don't pick favorites. Yeah. Um, it was it was really good seeing Braxton there. Really good seeing Urban Artifact there. Really good seeing um, Listerman there for the first time. Um, I mean, Triple Digit's been there, but Listerman, you know, Nutcase has not been. Um, on right, tap. right. But we're getting a shout out for Sunday Morning Stout from Weyerbacher. All right. Hmm. Um, so there was a lot of good stuff there. It was a good event. Good. Awesome. All right. And then you were... Uh, rolling through Kings Island today. Yeah, I was just checking out the sunburn. I was worried. I didn't. I forgot about Periscope for a second. I was worried that it was gonna kind of look like I was uh, flashing got, the camera. We got a few hearts there. Um, <laughs> Jungle um, juiced headhunter. Thank you. Um, All right. So let's see. Yeah, Kings Island today. I was focused on not drinking because to me the appeal of drinking a bunch of beers what? and then riding on a roller coaster is like no quicker way to throw up if you ask me. <laughs> Um, but I did sort of check out, I saw the, um, 
the Moorline Beer Garden that we've heard about. Yeah. Um, actually, my cousin Bobby, who was with us, had gotten a couple beers from there. He was drinking the Hellas Lager. Um, other than that, not super impressive tap lineup. Uh, a couple more lines, and then Yingling, Bud Light, you know. Was there any? Um, but I did not happen to see any of the Banshee brews or any of the, you know, the King's Island all oh, the King's Island private private label ones yes. that they're gonna that they're gonna have. Um, yeah. I like I wasn't really looking too hard for it, but um, I didn't see any. So if anybody knows like where it is, like where in the park you can get a hold of it, or um, kind of anything about that, shoot us a tweet and let us know because because um, I I just yeah didn't pop out to me at okay. all. Okay, so. all right, that's fair enough. The gnome uh, was not wearing a Wicked Weed T-shirt at. Beer fest. <laughs> you cannot so identify, the gnome, identify the gnome. Oh, I did. I did get picked out by Brady. Yeah. Oh. Um, but other than that, I stayed under the radar. Good. Uh, finally, one of the things come out uh, this week uh, before we get to our huge, huge, huge news is the um, is the um, takeover of the Rheingeist distribution in Kentucky by Heidelberg, uh, Kentucky uh, dis- distributors. So. Uh, you know, I don't know if anybody has any more comment or knows any any more about that. I mean, you knew they were going to find a distributor. You knew they were going to have somebody that was just aching to take them over. Uh, they probably sold their Rheingeist uh, trucks that they were using in Kentucky to those guys. <laughs> so you'll still be, I'm sure, seeing the Rheingeist that is, that's trucks. That's curious if they did or not. Uh, tooling around uh, uh, the uh, better part of the state of Kentucky. But uh, congratulations to them. Y- you know, Congratulations I, or condolences one way or another. <laughs> Well, I'm, I mean, you know, that's what Heidelberg, I guess, holds a lot of uh, accounts, and they're going to try to expand the uh, f- e- even further the footprint of uh, Rheingeist in um, in in Kentucky. If so. if you guys on Periscope have any any thoughts about it, feel free to share. We will uh, we will express your or thoughts on the air out there on Twitter uh, at Cincy Brewcast. Uh, just shoot us a tweet. Angie will uh, pick them up and relay them to us. Uh, certainly, uh, either one of those ways you can get a hold of us so that you can get interactive with us uh and in fact when you listen to the podcast if you just want to tweet something at us go ahead and do it and and, and we'll pick it up next week we'd like to get a segment i guess of different we like things that we, we like arguing and chatting on right, on twitter right. just as much as the next guy right. so now <laughs> our 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 two huge since he broadcast news one's a scoop one we talked about last week the first one we're going to discuss is the old firehouse brewing next monday a week from tonight as we record on monday night the 22nd uh old firehouse brewing not usually open on monday nights but they're going to usually they're going to open for us and we're going to do a show so we'd like to get everybody down there to pack the room as it were and I mean, I know it's to enjoy our podcast. I know it's my show. It's our show. We're on the show. But I have not had as much fun in a really long time as I did at the Listerman Live show. It is really a fun, fun time. So come down if you're I mean, wh- do you hate fun? No, you don't. <laughs> Who hates fun? So come to Old Firehouse on Monday. It is going to be a great time, especially if you've never been there. I mean, this is. Mm-hmm. The, yeah, that's uh, what I said on the on the um when I put out the thing on on Facebook, is that because there if, is a Facebook. If event you've for ne- it. if 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 for some reason you've not been able to make it down there on the weekend, and they are open on Sunday, which is somewhat rare too around uh, Cincinnati craft beer tap rooms, uh, but they are open on Sunday. But if for some reason kids 
kids' games, been out of town, you know, thought it was work which on it's, Mondays, which it's not too far. Work on Mondays or you know whatever. This is your big opportunity to come down June 29th, 8 p.m. Old Firehouse Brewing in in Williamsburg. It's very easy to get to. Uh, just uh, 275 from either direction, north or south in Cincinnati. Uh, get off at the 32, Route 32 exit. A lot of construction going on down there, but by Monday night at 6, 630, it's not too bad. Just head east on Route 32 to the uh, Williamsburg, Williamsburg exit. exit. <laughs> take Hang a, a right. Take a right off the exit. Turn Go to left the stop to the, sign. Yeah, stop Hang sign. a left. And turn left and keep going. And, and it's, Stop when you see the fun. Stop when you see <laughs> or the giant and, fire truck. Yes. His fire truck's usually parked out front. Yes, so. it's on the right-hand side as you're going into town. Uh, almost kind of at the end of town, I guess, pretty much. Yeah, uh, past the second, so, um, second it's line, really easy to get to. Uh, and, of course, you can give them a call at Old Firehouse. Check out their website, Old Firehouse. There's, there's also a great little map on the gnarlygnome.com. Gnarlygnome.com. You can check Links that out. Links to all of their pages are on there. Um, it's, it's easy to find. 8 o'clock, we're going to get underway. I told them we would probably start getting there, and some of our listeners would probably start getting there about six thirty. Yeah, so. we're gonna get there about six thirty. Start setting up. Our, make sure our we show get sounds a lot better if you get a couple beers in your first. Yes, it does. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I know. I sound better after I get a couple <laughs> beers in me. We're gonna have the guest mic set up again. We're gonna yes. have the audience mic set up so people can get up and ask questions of us or ask questions of uh, Adam and Lori, the owners of. Uh, Old Firehouse Brewing. No, no word yet on whether we're going to get the brewer there or not. But I didn't uh, even remember to ask because I was at Beer Fest talking yeah. to Adam and had a few in me already. So, but uh, if not, Adam is worth price. Is the is Adam Cowan is worth <laughs> the price of admission anyway? He remind of any everybody in Cincinnati Craft Brewing that might remind me of Dan Listerman. Adam is Adam is definitely uh, probably one of the top guys. Absolutely. So. So anyway, that is that is that. We'd love to have you all come down and see us. Uh, you know, we'll have the uh, we'll have uh, pictures and no, we won't. <laughs> we will sign autographs. No, we won't. I will uh, totally sign autographs. Twelve dollars yeah, an autograph. Sign, yeah, really. Um, so that's that. Old Firehouse Brewing, June 29th, eight p.m. Get on our uh, Facebook page live. and um, share the event with all your friends. Yes, you know, make sure that. Uh, Everybody knows where it is and when it is and what's going on. And if no other reason to go, I mean, we're we're just a, a m- more minor reason to go. They have outstanding beer. Right. And the pizza across the street from that Main Street pizza is incredible, too. And they will deliver it right to your seat in the brewery. So That is not to say that we're going to have any delivered to you. Yeah. <laughs> so don't be expecting free you got to call them yourself. Although the brewery will let you use their phone to call That's if right. you do not get cell phone reception. Right. Do, do you not get cell phone reception? It's spotty. It, we'll edit that out. <laughs> People still come. <laughs> <laughs> They've got it on their website that says that. <laughs> now, as I said in the opening, uh, we've been talking about this outfit we've been teasing it we've been discussing it we've been going back and forth and last week we finally aired the interview that we recorded with bob bolus of fibonacci brewing about two and about two months ago i guess it was this is um and this is big news because (laughs) it is live no editing um (laughs) for anybody that's listening live this post is not even going up till tomorrow morning so if you guys can run around and tell all your friends before i get my post up in the morning this is pretty exclusive. Um, 
Fibonacci is, um, I mean, I don't know who saw Jesse folks post today about Fibonacci, but, um, they are definitely opening their doors, not by the end of June. Um, but, um, July 11th, they're going to have a grand opening party at the tap room there, um, from noon till 10 PM. So they're doing a full 10 hour day. Um, all of their, their core beers will be on tap. They have, um, which is another, um, some other fun news that nobody's reported about yet. The, uh, the names of the beers have been finalized. You've got um, a double IPA called um, Earth Daisy. Aww. And, yeah. I, you know, there are stories behind all of these, which I have not. I've, I've heard a little bit of a couple of the stories, but um, unfortunately, Bob wasn't there when I went to talk today. So um, I didn't get the whole story. Um, they have a American stout called the Toll House, similar to, um, well, I think to play on the chocolate kind mm-hmm. of flavors. Sure. Uh, they have a Kolsch, which... We are loving right now. We'll we'll um, we'll be the judge then uh, again of that. Uh, the, what, what's that one called? It's called, called uh, Oberhausen. Oberhausen. Um, they have a Belgian triple called Dummy Triple, which has again a really good story to it. So um, I'm, I'm assuming they're going to have something printed out by that time with the uh, the descriptions of the beers and some of the stories on them. And then they have a strawberry cream ale as their um, their seasonal um, called Compton Cream Ale that. Um, is probably better than some of the other strawberry cream ales that that we've had around town. So it's exciting to uh, to try some of these things and see what's coming. And you heard it here first: a Cincy Brewcast exclusive, July 11th, Saturday, from one until noon until noon 10. until ten. Uh, Fibonacci Brewing with five sound like they're going to be fantastic beers. Yes. Um, he talked about in our interview. Uh, a Russian Imperial Stout, so he it must will uh, come. He 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 was, he was playing more so with an American style stout to open. Yeah, it, it, the, the Russian Imperial Stout takes a a little bit of time um, to sit in a keg and to, to to ferment and that kind of stuff. So they they wanted to kind of wait on that one to get sure. some more beer pumped out for sure. the opening. Um, so for anybody listening, this is Fibonacci Brewing Company in Mount Healthy, um, July eleventh, noon to ten p.m. They will. Fill growlers, which I was surprised to hear them say that, but they're going to be very careful about how many growlers they fill per day. And once they hit that quota, they're done for the day. And growler fills will be will be a little expensive because they're going to be the same price as if you were buying pints in the tap room. Oh, I see. Um, which again makes perfect sense, other than um, denying us from getting our growlers, like Taft's is still doing. Yes, yes. Um, so it, I mean. Again, our last week's show is still up. You can listen to that uh, interview with with Bob Bolas. It's in two parts. Uh, we break it up on our show. All you know, the gnome has been on this story from the very beginning. He was the first one to go over and actually speak to Bob, discuss what's going on with him. All of that stuff is archived on the on the gnarlygnome.com. The full story about the full opening with all the names and everything is going to be on gnarlygnome.com. It, it is. In fact, when I post it, I'll post this. This won't get posted till Tuesday afternoon. So if you're live, you're getting the scoop. If not, go check out the Gnarly Gnome. It Absolutely. will be posted by the time this uh, this show is posted uh, and read, read all about it. And Je- I, I read Jesse's article. It's a fine article. Lots of great pictures. Uh, 
but Noam has been on this story from the very beginning, and he has the insight that nobody in this town has on Bob Bolas and Fibonacci Brewing. Not only uh, has um, has he been on top of the story from the beginning, but he's developed a personal relationship with Bob and his wife, and uh, it really comes through in his reporting. Uh, so Noam's not just joining this, you know, right down, you know, right now. He's been on the story since it started. So. And I think that's how we got Bob to talk to us, too, wasn't it? We're affiliated with the Gnarly Gnome. And he said, yeah. oh, we love him. <laughs> yes, yes. So, so uh, you know, and that's, that's, the kind of, that's the kind of personal reporting that we try to bring you here on Cincy Brewcast, the voice of Cincy Craft. You won't hear Bob Bolas talk anywhere unless one of the TV stations or something comes and does, does a story with him, which I'm sure they will it is when they get around to the opening. Probably happening soon. Uh, uh, but, but you won't hear Bob talk in his own words uh, at his own length uh, and responding to questions uh, anywhere but since he broadcast. And, uh, and, and hopefully, so again, in the future, we will, once they get open and uh, get their legs a little bit, hopefully we'll be out there for a live show. Yes. Yeah. Yes, that would be that would be terrific. We've already been invited to do that, so uh, so stay tuned. Uh, so big news about Fibonacci, and uh, that does it for the, for this week in beer. And uh, right now we'd like to uh, give you a word from our friends at Brewhouse Dogbones. Hi everybody, Mike Cisneros here, and as a craft beer lover, you want the same thing I do. The finest in handmade lagers, ales, and stouts. But do you take the time to think about whether the same care and attention has been given to the treats you feed your dog? Well, I'm here to tell you about Brewhouse Dog Bones, made from the same wholesome malted barley that you'll find in the delicious beers from many of Cincy's finest craft breweries. Brewhouse Dog Bones are handmade in small batches using just three additional natural ingredients, peanut butter, organic eggs, and brown rice flour. So you know your best friend is enjoying almost the same great craft experience that you do. And Brewhouse Dog Bones are not only good for your dog, they're good for our community because they offer real-world training and a work co-op experience for developmentally disabled young adults ages 14 to 22 through the New Richmond, Sycamore, Marymount, and Oak Hills school districts. Brewhouse Dog Bones are available in the distinctive brown paper sacks with a red dog bone at some of Cincy's finest craft tap rooms, including Mount Carmel Brewing Company. Listrum and Triple Digit Brewing in Cincinnati, and Old Firehouse Brewing in Williamsburg, and great pet stores like Newtown Feed and Supply and Earthwise Pet Supply in Montgomery. For more information about Brewhouse Dog Bones, to carry Brewhouse in your tap room or pet store, or to find out how your school district can participate in the Brewhouse Dog Bones program, just contact Lisa Graham by visiting www.brewhousedogbones.com. Give your dog the craft experience with Brewhouse Dog Bones. Asked and answered. And welcome back to Cincy Brewcast. And we're going to get get you working right now on our ask and answered question which we've been actually had for about three or four weeks now our question of the week uh which is what's the worst beer you've ever had and we discussed it uh, a little bit last week I, we never did get anything out of gnome on that i wonder i if gave you, you an think, answer did I you get, give us an, i sort of 
It was kind of the half-assed answer, but I said the first time I ever tried Lambic. Oh, was yeah. the worst okay. beer I'd right. ever had, right. and since then right. I've grown since, to love it. But nothing uh, nothing you're willing to name names on or anything? I, that's I really don't have a memory of not liking <laughs> a beer. <laughs> <laughs> well, we got a few answers from our Facebook friends. Uh, we got uh, somebody that uh, follows us, uh, Bjorn Knudsen. Uh, I meant to actually look this up. Uh, EKU twenty eight. I, I just I know that EKU is a is a mega beer brand in Germany, and it's available in Europe. Other than that, I've never seen it. I've never had it, so I'm not really sure what it is. Well, it must uh, be not be that. But good. it must not be that good. Our next answer comes from my friend Chip Westland. He says if it begins with a bud. <laughs> Come on, Chip. I don't know. I, you That's know, kind I, of a cop out answer. I mean, if the shoe fits, I guess, but... Our friend Shane Brammer said, back in the 90s, I had a Molson Golden that had been on the shelf way, way too long. Molson Golden's actually a fairly decent beer. I've, I've had drank it, you know, a number of times. Tasted horrible, and I was sick for a couple of days. The chunks floating in the bottom would have been a tip-off had I seen them in time. <laughs> Uh, and a uh, friend of our show and uh, also has appeared on uh, Cincy Brewcast and we'll probably uh, we'll try to get him back at some point soon is Scott Lau uh, old Scott says old Milwaukee it tasted like someone blended tang in a rusty tin bucket with a corroded spoon it was one beer that I would turn down even if it was the only choice man there, I must have a big I must have a big problem because I've drank my share of old Milwaukee as well <laughs> did you have and, a choice <laughs> well, <laughs> you mean between that and no beer? No, I did not have a choice. Uh, and finally, at Chris Wagner on Twitter, uh, we and I only offer this in the uh, I, I offer this as a just that we got a response from somebody, and I wanted to I wanted to say it back. This may cause some controversy, but Black Kettle by Bad Tom last year. Not sure what was up with it, but it was the only beer I couldn't finish. That's odd so. to me. That was my, you know, back when Bad Tom was getting all of their, their shit from the, the local beer community. That was my favorite one that they were brewing. Was that, uh, that was Black that Kettle? Was that sort of the spiced stout? Yeah. It was, um, I thought it came off really smoky. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's one of their ones that they have reworked the recipe. It's now an oatmeal stout, which there's a nice hearty stout discussion going on on Periscope. So if you guys ever make it out to Bad Tom, try their... Um, Black kettle oatmeal stout. A stout discussion? What is? I mean, please. Uh, it's it's not too exciting. They're no? they're both a little boring. <laughs> don't insult the listeners. <laughs> yeah, really don't Gosh. So we anyway, I'll get over it. <laughs> uh, that's the que- that's the question from uh, last week, uh, and for the last <laughs> several weeks. Uh, you can see I, I put on uh, I discuss it on the uh, well. Let's put let's go this way. Uh, we're going to have a new question of the week on Ask an Answer. And it is, what is the one craft beer you would most like to drink again? Now, th- what I mean by that is, is it one from out of state that you've tried and haven't been able to have again yet? A Cincinnati or regional brew that has limited production, a one-off that you'd like to see brewed again. The, the only thing that I ask is that you've drank this beer before, and that you miss it, you really loved it, and you want to have it again. So what is the one craft beer you would most like to drink again? You can respond 
to at Cincy Brewcast on Twitter uh, with the hashtag CBCQOTW. Cincy Brewcast on Facebook. You can leave a comment, cincybrewcast at gmail.com. The subject line would be QOTW. And www.cincybrewcast.com slash contact us and put QOTW in the, Do we con- hear, in the um, contact line. Answers that are coming in already. We'll repost the question on the show stuff page this week. And that's where you can also find the story of my worst beer. And the announcement of our old firehouse appearance. You can also read about our friendship with Brewhouse Dog Bones, see a photo of the Cincy Brew Dogs, and see selections from our 2015 Cincy Brewcast Craft Draft, all on the show stuff page on cincybrewcast.com. Uh, yes, absolutely, woman here. Uh, they, they've scrolled off the screen, but if I remember right, one of them was a mint julep something or other from the Unknown Brewery, which mm. is a brewery in Charlotte. Uh-huh. Um, and then the other one was 92. Bourbon County Stout, if that was right. If I'm wrong, correct me. Um, I've got one that's off the top of my head, and I can come up with another one. This is an easier question for me to answer than the worst beer I've ever had, because I've had a whole bunch of really good beers. 92, yes. Um, This is, you know, it's not necessarily the beer itself, because I can still get the beer, and I've had it many times since then. But when I was first started getting into craft beer, we were up in Detroit, and there's a little brewery up in Detroit called Atwater Block, and I saw this mentioned in the stout discussion here. Uh-huh. It made me think of it. And they have a vanilla Java porter that's amazing, and I can still remember sitting down at the bar um, with my brother and one of our friends and, and trying this beer for the first time, and it just it blew my socks off. So um, it, that's the first one off the top of my head. Do you have yours? It, is that the one... Is, <laughs> We went to uh, Yard House a couple of weeks ago, and I believe that that is what Nancy had. It was a it was an Atwater beer for sure. It was definitely in the ghetto. And, you were right. Yeah. So, um, yeah. As a matter of fact, I as a matter of fact, I do have one. Um, it's one I had in uh, Albuquerque, New Mexico, yet last year at Marble Brewing in Albuquerque. It was a American Pale Ale. Brewed with uh, with uh, spruce tips and pine something pine needles or something like that, and it was called Wilderness. Hmm. And oh I, yeah, you brought I, that I brought home. A, I brought some back to Cincinnati uh, and enjoyed it with some friends at, at a uh, at a, at a uh, bottle share that we had, and it really has stuck with me. I've received word that you are wrong. It was the decadent chocolate from Atwater. Ah, oh, that is correct. Nancy obviously corrects me. She has a much better memory than I do. That's part of the reason I'm married to her. Uh, so yes, the decadent chocolate, which has to be sounds really it, yeah, good. has to be right there. It was, it was really, it was really quite good. So, so. Um, I guess I'll go ahead and share mine. You know, and we all have to come up with another one for. Yeah, we all have to come yes. up with another. Oh, one. Oh yeah, I have. Yeah, I have, I have a couple. One. I have another um, one too. And we have a we have a tweet response, but I think we'll save that for um, next week as well. Mine is. It's my craft beer dragon that I'm chasing. <laughs> I had it in Athens, Ohio, two years ago at Siblings Weekend from Jackie O's. It was a sour saison, and it was, I don't even know how to pronounce it. I, I'm going to say it's something like Imixence. It's pronounced I-M-M, or spelled I-M-M-I-X-E-N-C-E, I believe. I had it. Right. I had it there. And it was fantastic and amazing. Went back to get a growler of it or something, and they were closed, or there was some reason I couldn't get a growler of it. I go to Athens plenty of times a year. 
Haven't seen it since. I know that they bottled it at one point or another. Um, but it was, I think it was one of, you know, a one-off bomber series kind of situation. So, um, never saw it again. Never saw it at Jackie O's ever again. I'm not sure if it was just, you know, a one-off, but it was so good. And I've been looking for a sour saison that tastes similar ever since. Really? Mm-hmm. And, no- and nothing yet, huh? The closest thing I got was last year, um, Uinta had their birthday suit farmhouse mm. sour. Mm-hmm. And that was the closest I got, and now I can't get that anymore because that was back just on from... tap at Jungle Gems Beer Fest. Really? Oh God bless! It's, it's this year's version. I don't know how. I, the this year's version is the sour plum, something or other, I believe. Because they had two years ago for their twentieth birthday, they had the Uinta had the it was a sour brown, and then for their twenty first they did the sour saison, and then this year, um, they're doing like a sour plum something. I think it was a sour plum stout, maybe. No. No. No, there's no way. Okay. Unless it wasn't this year's version they had on tap. If they had last year's version on, man, I'm sad I missed it. It was delicious, whatever it was. <clears throat> um, so anyway, so that's mine. All right. Once once again, uh, please uh, get back to us uh, on all of our social media platforms. Uh, and that does it for another edition of... Asked and Answered. <laughs> Hey, uh, just like you to uh, everybody to, re- to uh, remember that when they come out to Old Fire- Firehouse Brewery next uh, Monday night, uh, they will be seeing our beautiful new banner from Don Hall at Eastgate Custom Graphics. Uh, Eastgate Custom Graphics is your one-stop shop, not only for banners, but for all kinds of silk screening and embroidery on T-shirts, hats, polo shirts, and so much more. No job is too big or small for Eastgate Custom Graphics, from one item to orders in the thousands. They are the team apparel specialists and can put together a winning look for your adult or youth sports team. From custom design t-shirts for your beer league team to full uniforms, including gear bags and hats for your elite sports club. ECG can also give your employees a truly professional look with custom embroidered workwear, and they are the only place to go for school spirit wear. They have all the schools in the Anderson Union Township area and even have hard-to-find items like official gym class uniforms and pro-style caps. Eastgate Custom Graphics is located at 4459 Mount Carmel Tabasco Road, right next to St. Veronica Church. Talk to Don Hall or any of the other fine folks at ECG at 513-528-7944 or visit www.ecgraphicswithanx.com and customize your look today. All right, we've just got a, a, a few a few more minutes left here on Cincy Brewcast uh, for uh, this wonderful evening. Uh, we have just a, a couple of commentary, a couple of things that I wanted to ask you guys. First of all, I think probably one of the biggest stories in the nation and uh, certainly one of the biggest stories in Ohio and in Columbus in particular is the announcement made last week by the Brew Dogs Boys of Scotland to bring a their their own special brand of craft brewing uh, to the United States and Columbus put in a very very impressive bid to Stone to serve as their Eastgate or Eastgate <laughs> their Eastern United States uh, Brewing and Distribution uh, Center uh, Stone uh, ultimately went with. Uh, do you recall? Uh, was it? Did they go with Asheville, North Carolina, or Virginia, or? Right. Virginia, Virginia, yeah. somewhere in Virginia? Uh, but apparently, uh, 
Columbus so impressed Stone that when Brew Dogs went looking for a, their inaugural United States facility, uh, they very quickly, I think, uh, landed on Columbus. Uh, you guys got any opinion on that? It's exciting. I'm I'm curious that um, you know the reason, from what I understand, the biggest reason that Stone didn't come here was the ABV cap that's in Ohio. Um, it really limits what they could do on the East Coast. And so it's really interesting to me that brew dogs, you know, tactical nuclear penguin brew dogs have decided yeah, yeah. out of all the United States, Ohio's the place they're going to go. So I hope that they um, they really pump some money into uh, some lobbying and um, help us get that ABV cap raised. I, I'm excited because uh, I'm a infrequent viewer of their program. Um I, 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 I like it. I think it's taken well in small doses. Uh, but I did watch uh, their uh, show that they did in Aberdeen, and uh, which was, I believe, their premiere show for this, uh, this season of their show. Excuse me. Excuse me. Uh, occupational hazard <laughs> of doing a crap beer radio show. Excuse me. Um, and, uh, and, you know, one of their main features of their show is wherever, whatever city they go to, they uh, talk about the five of the, you know, five of the best brew, right. brew pubs or five of the best tap rooms or whatever in town. And on that particular show, they highlighted five of their tap rooms. And I think they did one in Aberdeen, one maybe in Dublin, and like three that they have uh, that that they have in London, and they look like some really awesome places. And and the thing that I liked about it the most was that in addition to their beer. In addition to a number of British and Scottish craft brewers as well, they had a great selection of the Rogues, the Stones. I saw one of their uh, one of their message boards had, had uh, Great Lakes uh, uh, um, uh, Edmund Fitzgerald on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they just have a huge selection of the American craft beers. And what I'm hoping is when they have their inevitable craft tap room in columbus that they bring some of the not only the brew dog beers but some of the british and scottish you know competitors i guess right. you could say but some of the british and scottish craft brewers and some of the other european craft brewers to ohio so that we can get a shot at those because those aren't really very widely available right. here in the states at this time so it'll be and, interesting to see yeah. how they do that so um and uh, another thing that I picked up uh, was <laughs> um, I was uh, s- scrolling through Twitter and uh, writer Aaron Goldfarb of Esquire.com, uh, which I got uh, via Hopcast, which you can follow on Twitter at Hopcast, rails against beer sampling. And uh, I just briefly skimmed through his story, and he's I didn't his, see this one. and he's complaining about people getting a sample of this and a sample of that, and I said, you know, and one of the things that I just was, looking for something to write. Well, about you know, one of like the <laughs> <laughs> well, one of the things that I blew me away about that is that I'm offered samples, and Tina, who's behind the bar often at the you, River Gastro Pub, uh, tell us about that. As a bartender and as a business, you don't want people to drink something that they don't like. That's a, yeah. It I sa- don't. Sounds I, like I don't somebody see, writing just to write. I don't, yeah, I don't see why like. that would be a problem at all. I'm always happy to do it. I'm. I want you to get something that you're gonna like. Does it ever? Does it ever get ridiculous though? Does it ever I, get too? I will refuse if it starts to get too 
ridiculous levels where it starts to see like people are just Have trying to... Have you had to... anybody get to... No, the no. The What's the pe- limit? People are usually pretty pretty good about it. People in... It's, you know, for me at least, it usually comes down to, oh, I can't tell if I would like this one or this one. And they get two and they decide which one they want. Um, but again, I wouldn't want to not... Because, you know, I'm saying after three or four kind of have an idea of which one you will drink and right. then just you know um do you guys do flights there are, yeah see i mean if you can go to a brewery and say i'm not sure what i like i want to try a flight of this 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 and this if you've got a couple ounces of something and it's not your beer you can down it and, right. and get over it pretty quick well that brings us around to greg back from the beer nut blog and the albany new york times union the big headline on his story that i followed because i i i Google beer flights and uh, against beer flights is what I Google. And uh, his article is beer flights are dumb and you're dumb if you like that. You're reading some <laughs> terrible blogs. Here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, but but I know. Okay. Flights. People, uh, shall, be re- shall remain nameless. And, but, but, Look, I'll but say That it. person is not the only one that's actually been a craft beer tap room person that just <laughs> we got a periscope comment of unfollow that dude just, and i will agree with well, that well i'm not I, no i didn't follow no i didn't follow it i don't follow any of these guys i just i just you know it's a topic and i know people that have spent time in craft beer tap rooms before that cannot stand flights and, and that's, one of the things I that i it. one of the things that i that i say is I don't know what you can find out from a five-ounce pour, except if you decide that, oh, I'm going to have a pint of that. If I'm going to a, especially a new brewery, if it's a brewery I've been to before, I'll try a sample or a flight of the beers that I haven't had. If I'm walking into a new brewery, if I'm from out of town and I'm hitting four or five breweries in a night or something like that, I don't want to drink a pint of all of their beers. But right. I will sure as hell try you know, a five-ounce sample of them all and maybe get a pint at the end of my favorite one. You know. It's beer. Flights are a bitch to make. It's time consuming. Pain it's a little ass. annoying. But I think that if you know any bartender worth his or her salt wants you to get something that you want. It's a pain in the ass to brew a lager. But if everybody stops brewing a lager because it's a little harder than other stuff... We're going to live in a really shitty world. Right, exactly. You know, it, sometimes so, I mean, do- taking the extra step and doing something that's a little bit harder because it's better for the consumer, which is you know, what the, what the beer's for. It's, it's well, for the hey, consumer. Hey, bartenders, uh, flights are typically a little bit more expensive. It's a little bit more money in your pocket <laughs> if they're tipping as they should. Um, so well, that's no. one of the problems that I've heard is that people don't tip on the flights like they, like, like they should. Well... And that's a culture that is is a is a bigger argument than just stopping selling flights, right? Um, yeah, I mean, flights are. Who's that the guy? What was do, that but... guy's name? Uh, this is uh, Greg Back from the Beer Nut Blog in the Albany New York Times Union newspaper. Greg Back, you're a, you're a dummy. <laughs> All right, geez, you know, um. I don't know, what, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say after that. So, get flights, people. If that's what you want, do it. Don't listen. I don't if, like. Don't if, listen to if, Greg Beck. If a bartender tells you they don't like making flights, I get it. You're a bartender, but if but it's your job. You're not going to not do it. If your brewer is telling you to not get a flight, go to a different brewery, and that's you know that's that's my stance on it. I get that it may be tough for somebody behind the bar sometimes, especially if you're busy. It's tough, but it, 
everything stuff when you're busy. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's it's, it's it, part of the job. If you don't want to do the job, don't work in a place that sells flights. <laughs> GB <laughs> is a DB, <laughs> is what Periscope says. <laughs> well, look, all I, all, you know, I'm gl- I'm glad everybody expressed their opinion. That's great. I'm glad. That's great. It's got- it's somebody just writing to write. Yeah, is all that yeah. is. I've been reading some pretty good articles articles about um, growlers and the argument for or against growlers. And that's an argument that I'm getting really into that I think is fun because aside from the flights or no flights, you know, a growler, growlers can hurt the beer if they're handled improperly. And so that's probably a topic for another show. Can I tell you guys really honestly, unless I'm doing the show, I don't get growlers usually. I just don't. I don't really drink at home. I only I, I go out to drink. And unless I'm here doing the show with you guys, I don't really get a growler. I don't. I don't have anything against them, but it's just not my preferred yeah, method of it's, drinking. It's if I'm going somewhere and want to, yeah, share the beer with somebody. Well, I will tell everybody that yesterday. I don't have to tell everybody. Everybody knows that yesterday was Father's Day. But yesterday on Father's Day, Happy Father's Day, by the way. Thank you very much. <laughs> I, I looked in the I looked in the old beer fridge and found it was like it was like an angel. Ah! It was my it was my growler that I got after our Listerman show of don't talk shit about Norwood and I drank talk about shit I drank the shit out of that <laughs> and it was damn good it was really 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 good and I really enjoyed it and look we want to tell everybody belatedly to all the fathers out there happy Father's Day um, I hope you had I hope it was filled with gifts and steaks and burgers and craft beers and. And 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 on and on and on. So, oh, another real cool tweet. Especially crafters. Another real cool tweet I saw was a little freeze frame of the. This should be a debate with the hamburger and the stout that the Budweiser. You know, have you seen the commercial? The Budweiser. No. Uh, uh, you know what's better than uh, a burger? That, what's better than a burger? A burger Bacon. with Bud. You know, I haven't seen it. Oh, um, it's like, it's, are they saying you don't want to drink a burger with your stout? Right, you don't want to drink a stout. Or this could be a debate, but it's not. <laughs> And I saw that the freeze frame uh, from the brew studs, and uh, so I replied to that and said, "No, wasn't drinking any Bud yesterday. Was having a Listerman. Don't talk shit about Norwood." So yeah, I was sitting by the pool, so I definitely would have drank a burger. <laughs> a burger, yes. I'll have to tell you the story about the burger one time, one of the, one of these days. When Why we does were, everybody have a burger story? Well, you know, so. Um, anything else? Social media, nothing. Tina? Um, nothing. Gnome? TheGnarlyGnome.com. Tune in at 8 a.m. in the morning. Please retweet, share, just send it out to as many people as you can. Get the uh, misinformation gone and get the real real story out there about when they're opening. The real story on Fibonacci Brewing tomorrow on TheGnarlyGnome.com. Tina Cisneros from the... Uh, from Brewer Gastro Pub, Tina. Thank you. What's going on? Uh, over there? What's what is going on over there? Um, I don't know. I actually I was off all weekend because it was my birthday. Oh, that's right. You so uh, I don't really have any... a whole weekend off for your birthday. Oh, I'm one of those people that celebrates for like <laughs> that's a ridiculous. week. Oh yeah, I know, I know. It's outrageous. I'm going to be poor. Well, in, like, she'd, two have been, weeks, she'd but... have been she'd have been she'd have been in no shape, shape Sunday for from what I understand about Saturday. So <laughs> hey, I hit several uh, local craft breweries. Blank slate good um listerman madry was mother lover yeah. still on it no. is that gone it was gone yeah was i didn't gone. see it friday Delicious. night so so okay all right so remember june 29th 
8 p.m., Old Firehouse Brewing, Monday night, Monday night brewcast. Be there or be square. It's it's going to be fantastic. We're going to have a great time. Uh, plenty of beer, lots of friends, lots of fun. So don't forget to do that. There's also some big announcements coming in the future about some other live shows. Um, one of which I didn't even talk to you guys about. but Okay. Um, uh, some future live shows and also some relatively big news out of Old Firehouse next Monday, if I'm not uh, mistaken. Hopefully an exclusive. We'll see. Uh, all right. Okay. All right. So that does it for the Gnarly Gnome, for Tina Cisneros. My name is Mike Cisneros. Thank you for joining us. You've been listening to Cincy Brewcast, the voice of Cincy Craft.